Spawn on Me is the premier podcast spotlighting people of color. Every week, we talk news, what we've been playing, and tell you who's invited to the cookout. Our show is all about talking about gaming through a prism of blackness because we are the culture. Welcome to Bukaka, y'all. This is the Spawn on Me podcast. I'm your host, Khalif Adams. What the deal be? I hope you're all doing really, really well. Uh, I am excited. I have lots of fun things to share. We have a dope show uh, for you all today. We have lots of things to talk about. Of course, we have some fun, fun guests rocking with us this week. Uh, again, if you came by last week, thank you so much for coming through and hanging out with us. You know, we had a blast talking about all the new stuff, debuted the new studio. Uh, we have a lot of things kind of coming in store for that as well. I'm trying to figure it out, trying to make it work trying to figure out how to get it all together because it is very, very busy here in Bracago. But the first thing I have to do is give a huge shout out to our wonderful friends over at Team Liquid. Team Liquid is again sponsoring Spawn On Me. They have come back. They have come back into the fold, into Bracago. They have they have become our, our, our boys and our girls and our friends and our, and our, our fam uh, coming through, hanging out with us. I am rocking the lovely, the beautiful Miles Morales uh, line of gear. This is gorgeous. It has the dope Miles Morales uh, spider on it. It has all the cool stuff on it. It is silky. It makes me look like I almost have abs, but I don't. But it's fantastic in that way because it makes it makes my body feel good. <laughs> Dr. Jones says I look like a Mortal Kombat character. Yeah, uh, Chubby. Chubby is the Mortal Kombat character that I would be uh, if I was a Mortal Kombat character in, in the space. <laughs> we would have to figure that out in a real way. But I have to give massive amounts of love again to the folks over at Team Liquid for believing in us, uh, for rocking with us. It has been a, a wonderful partnership uh, with them. They have been really fantastic at coming through and hanging out with us um, in bigger ways. Um, so I am infinitely excited to be rocking with them and to have them sponsor the show. Uh, again, I am excited for the things we're going to talk about. We're going to talk to our friends uh, over from Facebook Gaming, and we're also going to talk a little bit about the PogChamp stuff later. I have lots of thoughts about that a little bit later in the show, but for now, but for now, we're going to bring on our wonderful guest, my man, my mellow, the smooth kind of fellow, first time coming to Bracago, we have the global gaming manager from Facebook Gaming, Leo Olewe. Hey, thank you for having me. This is fantastic. This is really fun. Thank excited. you. I'm excited to have you here. I, I, I'm very, very happy to, to to bring you on and to meet you for the first time. Um, I, I was super impressed with the conversation that you all kind of sparked at the towards the end of last year, kind of middle towards the end of last year about yeah. um, kind of bringing more more black folks to the space in the in the, in the gaming space and, and on the streaming platform that that you yep. rock with. Um, I want to dig into that for sure. I want to make sure we, we, we touch on that because it's a, it's a big part of the conversation for today. But yeah. I think one of the things that we love to do here in Bracago, of course, is we want to talk about the, uh, you know, the origin stories of everyone that come on to the show. I, again, like as a show that wants to spotlight people of color in the gaming industry and wants to, yeah, excuse man. me, and wants to. Uh, uh, showcase the the amazing folks that we have in this industry who look like us, who are doing that work, who understand the culture. Um, I want to give the folks at home a little bit of understanding about you. I want to give you a spotlight to be able to talk about, you know, the, the, the work that you've been doing and how you got to this place uh, to be working with Facebook Gaming in this way. You bet. All right. So um, origin story, man, how much time do we have? 
25 as much billion as you need. hours. As much All as right, you need. that's good. Well, well you got to watch out because my my uh, my last name means talks a lot in my native language. <laughs> So, you know, that's always a very dangerous, like, take all you all the time you want. Um, I, I uh, man, my origin story. So I guess I, we'll focus on my origin story in gaming. But what I would say is I was born in Nairobi, Kenya. Uh, my father is from a tribe in eastern Uganda. My last name, Olebe, actually does mean talks a lot. Uh, my mom is from New York City. She's a second generation Russian immigrant. They met in the Peace Corps. That's a whole long, 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 long story. So let's we'll we'll fast forward many, many years and just talk about games. Um, I've always played games. I've always loved games. Games have been everything to me. Um, I've been to the hospital over games. We'll save that story for a different time. Literally, my brother and I fighting, and it ended with a hockey stick to the face. So, oh my god! You know, what? Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. So he played. He was playing uh, Defender on the twenty six hundred, and he flipped it. He flipped Defender, and it was awesome. But I was his little, I'm his little brother, and I was kind of angry that he was playing for too long. So I unplugged it. <laughs> that's how you get a hockey stick to the face when you unplug. You know, that's. I learned the lesson the hard way. Don't don't interfere when when uh, magic is happening in the game space. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So you know, but but I've just always loved games. Like it's been it's been something that I'm extraordinarily passionate about. I stream on the side. I play a ton of games. Um, it's been what I've always been about. Uh, I started off after undergrad as a management consultant. Um, then I went to business school, and I was in I was in B school. I was interviewing for a lot of jobs. You know, at top consulting firms, Bain, BCG, Booz, like you name it. And every time, you know, they'd ask me these questions about. Um, why are you excited to do this work? And I was like, because it's awesome and you get to do all these amazing things and help people. And they'd be looking at me, you know, very conservative and and like, really, that's interesting. And so I didn't let needless to say, I didn't I didn't make it through the final round of interviews for my summer internship. But what happened is, is I learned about marketing as like a thing. And I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. And I met a guy named Jamie Berger from Disney Interactive. And I remember sitting down with him at my business school and he said, you know, um, I'm here from Disney Consumer Products, but really I'm from Disney Interactive. Have, would you like to work in video games? And this was back in like 2000, 2001. And it was like, what do you mean work in video games? You can actually do that? Um, so after I got my first job, it was at Disney Interactive. Like that was it. My origin story was winning the lottery from this is something I've been passionate about my entire life. And then finding somebody who's willing to give me an opportunity and give me a shot. Mm. Yeah, I mean that's it's it's it feels like there's a lot of those conversations happening often where yeah. it is it is that you know you walked into a room you met some folks who who understood you know the the talent that you have and and why that's important and then you know kind of you know holding your hand through it a little bit and kind of bringing you to to the next step. Um, yes, you know, I, I, those stories are, are so kind of uh, happen so often. Uh, it's like, you know, do you remember your first, your first, first mentor in the space? Oh my gosh. My first, I do. I do. I had, I had several, although all I would say, um, so Jamie was definitely a mentor of mine. Like he was the guy who introduced me to games and I worked for a guy named Don Polite. So I was working on, on Game Boy Advance games, PlayStation games. When I was at Disney, I worked on, um, the Matrix Online. Actually, sorry. No, that I worked on Tron 2.0 with a guy named Jace Hall. 
um, who's from Monolith Productions. She was the CEO. If you haven't talked to Jace, you need to talk to Jace. You I, know, I, I think, I like, think I've, heard, I've heard of Jace for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so Jace, Jace was at Monolith, and then he left to go to Warner Brothers, and like we kept talking, and so I wound up going to Warner WB Games. It's actually Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment. I worked on the WB Games logo before that was even a thing, and was working on the Matrix Online. So I worked with another guy named Travis Williams, um, and I don't know if you know Travis, but Travis uh, is a great guy, and he's now um, working on a bunch of Avatar stuff. So you know, oh. he's a good guy. Got to look up Travis. We can make that happen. But yeah, yeah these these that. were my mentors. These these finding people, you know, man. You're bringing me all the way back. When I think about it, like of the people that I mentioned, sure. I got extraordinarily lucky. Three of them were black. Huh. And and I, I've never thought about that until right now. But yeah, Don Polite, um, Travis Williams, Jace Hall, and then and then Jamie Berger and Jamie Berger. Um, he's the guy who started it all. So I, I give him, a, I give him a ton of credit, but you're right. Like mentors are extraordinarily important. Finding people who will help teach you and believe in, in the ability to just like find your potential in the space. Yeah. You know, I hopefully guess. I can name names. I hope that's cool. Like no, I, I really, I just appreciate people, man. No, of course. I mean, I think again, the, the one of the, the, the main parts of this show is to show and talk about the, the, the history of, you know, folks in this industry. I think, you know, one of the, Last year, when we were doing the Black and Gaming Awards, uh, there were so many folks who kind of came up afterwards and kind of came through the conversation. Were saying, "I had no idea who these folks were." Right? Yeah. Who are these folks who were like you're talking about? Because we had like you know Reggie Fizeme was there and, and Mike Pondsmith was there, and there were all, yep. a whole bunch of other folks who were in that space who are are like you know fundamental people in this in this industry who are like veterans of decades and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. but you don't hear their names that, that often because we just don't really do that job well of, you know, showcasing and sharing their names up. So you sharing right. those folks that have helped you out, that's like infinitely amazing to, to, to be able to have that kind of, you know, shared for the audience and yeah, everybody man. at home. So no, um, happy to do it. The world is small. The world, the world is so small. And I know that that's really a part of this conversation. It's just like, you know, first of all, you, it's it always feels like you can count on one hand or two hands the number of black people in the video games industry especially right. back then you were just like you know there was what maybe 10 15 of us tops yeah. may, maybe more but but we were so we were just not connected to each other in a in a real meaningful and positive way so you always felt like you were a little bit alone um i could name like a t many 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 more names but it's really it's been it's been an interesting journey yeah Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I think, you know, chat right now was like, what? What's going on? Who? I was like, I was like, yeah, man. <laughs> we only bring illustrious guests here. We only we only bring the dope folks here. Um, well, so thank you. one of the one of the things that I the, the, the main thing I definitely wanted to, to poke at today. So, again, going back to the conversation that happened last year, again, we've had yep. so many conversations around the Internet and around the industry about what is the industry going to do in the moment or in the span of, of time that's going to really look at and, 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 and pick apart and help, you know, black creators. There was, again, that conversation yep. that happened a lot in, around June, uh, especially about, you know, all these companies are kind of coming in and there's a lot of stuff that's happening and there's mm. energy now, but the energy is going to either dissipate or, or it's not going to stay in, in the space. Um, you yep. saw a lot of folks kind of come in and, 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 and do that work and then kind of leave. But I think I was 
super impressed and, and super just like what happened when Facebook announced that it was doing this this uh, Black Creator program, and it was a really mm. amazing moment to see so many people get really excited about yeah. not only Facebook gaming but about the work that you were all doing um, in this space. So. Uh, for the folks who, who, who are catching up on the information and catching up on that news, give the folks a little bit of information about, you know, what the program is and what it's trying to do. Sure. So, you know, as you said, you know, uh, 2020 was uh, quite the year um, in many different ways. And you and you found a lot of corporations and entities like t stepping up and doing something like uh, important or trying to activate in, in different ways that, that they can. I think Facebook announced, you know, $200 million to support black owned businesses and organizations. Um, like there was a lot of momentum and there were, there were things that were happening and we just decided, look, we can play a role in this as well. So we launched the Facebook gaming, the black gaming creator program where we allocated $10 million over two years. And we're trying to find amazing black creators and bring them to the platform and give them an opportunity, yeah. you know, to shine and do what they do best, sure. which is showing off their love for games, building great community and, and, uh, you know, be the shining stars that I know that they can be. And, and the whole impetus of this thing, and sorry if I'm answering all the questions at one time, but no, like, no, no, we'll, 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 bridge, this was we'll just, bridge off some of that. Yeah, man, this was, this was just about, about creating opportunity for people. And, and <laughs> maybe this is a wacky thing to say, but look, I've been black my entire life. And <laughs> I know, I know, I know the struggle. I know the pain. I know we could, we could talk about issues of social justice, equity, you know, inclusion in spades. I was a double major in public policy and politics in college. But the reality is the best thing that we can do when we are in positions of power is to use our positions to help lift other people up and give people the opportunity to shine. So that's that's what it was about. It was like, hey, let's make a commitment. Let's do something awesome. Let's recognize that this space needs to move forward and give people an opportunity. Yeah. I, I remember very specifically the energy that happened around the day that it was announced. And there's been so many conversations that we're going to dig into some of those later in the show about, you know, the current, the current platform that we're on in Twitch and how there's been lots of conversations from, you know, black streamers about, you know, not feeling like they're getting their due, not feeling like they're, you know, they're safe in the space to be able to do the work mm -hmm. they want to do. Um, and it was, it was interesting to see just how, so many folks kind of, you know, looked at Facebook gaming in, in a way, you know, maybe even with new eyes again to say like, you know, maybe mm. this is a place where we can maybe do some cool stuff and, and maybe do some good work over there. Um, so cool. far, how's, how's, how have things been for the folks who have kind of come over? It's been so, so we're, we're about to get ready to like announce, let's say the first class you know, of people coming on board. It's been absolutely incredible. Uh, there's been many thousands of people that have applied uh, more than I ever even thought was going to happen. Um, and and let me also illustrate that it's not just about, oh, we're gonna, you know, give people a salary and have them produce their content on Facebook gaming. Sure. It's providing mentorship, it's providing a forum, a way for people to communicate with each other, like making sure we're invested in best practices, conversations, and really providing a support network. Because if we don't do that, then we will have failed. Because I think that there's a lot of um, institutions that exist you know, whether it's formal or informal for people who don't look like us. Right. And so it's important to try to provide a little bit of structure and format. So I think it's, it's been, 
it's been absolutely fantastic. I've loved, you know, watching and learning about people that, that, you know, maybe nobody's ever heard of, but they're all going to be, you know, they're, they're the future stars. Um, you know, they're burning bright and, and I love it. So it's been, it's been really good. It's been really, really good. That's great. I mean, I, I think that one of the, the, the coolest parts has been seeing people be excited again about the, the, the prospect of doing that work. I think, you know, I've, I've been lucky to have been able to prosper here on Twitch and, and, and I'm always like looking at stuff to be like, you know, what's the, what's the landscape look like right now? What's yeah. the conversation that's happening in, in a lot of different ways there. It's been especially cool to see um, a very loud and proud campaign that, that happened initially with King Richard being mm. kind of the face of, yeah, man, of, of kind of talking about that. He's great. Who, who, again, like, love that cat's work. He's always been, he's always been super cool to watch. 100%. Always, always brings great energy in some of those spaces. Um, I, and, and I know since, since you haven't announced all the folks yet, um, yeah. one of the things that I have been curious about is, has been, you know, black women getting their due on, on, in streaming services and in streaming spaces, yep. right? Is, yep. Is, is how important that is because, again, super important. We see, you know, I, I get my fair, do of crap on the internet uh but black mm. women get that tenfold um and being I'm able sure. to acknowledge that out loud and saying that that's what the case has been you know one of the big conversations has been how do you keep the black streamers safe how do you keep everybody safe on your platform but especially with the very special versions of vitriol that we wind up getting uh on the internet how do how is the conversations happening between you all and the team about how you want to kind of combat you bet. that stuff you bet so so i think First is is being aware that you know um, the hate and the vitriol and the um, divisiveness exist, right? And and of course we're well aware. You can't you can't be on the internet or in gaming without going. Oh my gosh, why are there so many foolish people out there willing to say horrible things? Sure. Um, the second thing is to be like, well, we can't we can't solve every problem in the world, but Facebook as a, as a as a platform you know, has had community standards for a long time. There's good things about it. There might be bad things about it. Everybody, everybody's going to find something to complain about. But if you think about it from a, <laughs> from a platform perspective, our goal is to build community. Our goal is to build people, to, to bring people together. So there's just like a base level of trying to create a healthy and positive environment. That's where we started, number one. Number two, um, I've, if people go through our website and you can go to... Um, fb.gg forward slash creator and you can start learning about our program we've also set really clear standards and principles for how we expect our community to behave we've made a very strong commitment to diversity and inclusion and making sure that people are good citizens of the world like so so you know number one is being aware number two is starting to establish rules number three is by trying to set a really good example and say this is the bar for positivity and inclusion on our platform and these are the people that we want to celebrate and then number four is the actual practical development of tools. So earlier in the year, we launched um, special chat features and chat rules so we can establish when you're coming in to engage with the community, what's acceptable, what's not acceptable, um, making sure that you're in, in enabling and empowering moderators, et cetera. Look, there's, there's always gonna be gaps. There's always more work to be done. You know, I would, ne at Facebook, we have a saying called the journey is only 1% finished. Um, and, and it's always going to be 1% finished because there's, there's always more work to do. There's, there's going to be more ways for us to protect people. But if we can, if we can, you know, be aware, acknowledge, set up rules, build tools, then we're starting our way on that journey. We want to create a safe space for people. And we also want to make sure that, that, that 
they're able to be who they are, be their true authentic selves on our platform. I, and really, I want them to be authentic selves on every platform. Sure. You know, um, I, my, I, 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 sorry, one last thing. Like, you got me going. You got me going. No, of course. And like, like, it's so important that we demonstrate positivity and highlight the capabilities of these amazing people. And I firmly believe that even if we just do that a little bit, just a little bit and we create, and, and that's why I, I love what you do. It's, it's, you have the opportunity to move the world forward. And if you're moving the word world forward, always, even if it's like the most incremental small amount, like that's a positive change and it'll yield massive benefits, whether it's tomorrow or in the future. So, you know, I, I'm just appreciative of that opportunity and, and Facebook gaming um, has been a great place to try and, and um, lead with that spirit in mind, you know, to the best of our ability. Yeah. And I, and I love you. I love that you shared that. And I, and that's a philosophy that I have as well is, you know, awesome. There, there are so many things that are happening in the world right now where we are affected. We, we know that mm. we are constantly under siege, mm -hmm. by lots of different things in the space. Um, and, and to a certain extent, you know, for lots of folks who are streamers on, on whatever platform you're on, streaming is a respite from some of that and, and being able to kind of get away from some of that. That's right. Connect with your That's right. And, and, and 100% spaces with them. Um, so it's, it's cool to hear you, you talking about, you know, how you want those folks to be able to do that work and feel safe and, and be in a good place to be able to do it in, in ways that authentically are, are themselves in that way. Um, yeah, man. One of the hard things about any DNI kind of activation is uh, trying to figure out good ways around, you know, KPIs and things like that. Of like, oh, so what's the, you know, <laughs> you did this cool thing. So what's it going to actually sure. do and yield and some of that stuff? I'm not going to get into like super deep KPI conversations on on this show. I'll, I'll poke you offline about some of that stuff just because I'm curious. Sure. But, no, I, I I'm I'm happy to talk about it. That's fine. But, I, me. but, I, but I'm curious because like one of these things that I that I notice often is that when again when companies kind of come into the space to to do a very specific thing, mm -hmm. there is a a want from the community to see, you know, I would say unrealistically, um, instant results. Uh, yeah. And, and and it's like, well, you didn't hit this this metric that I had in my mind that didn't have a reason to be there in the first place, but this is the thing that I had an expectation to see and it didn't hit that mark. When you think about this process for, for, for these creators and, and when you're kind of, you know, onboarding them into the process of like, this is mm -hmm. what this looks like. This is what you're, you're going to be able to do with yep. us. You know, what's a, when you, when you kind of build that out, when you talk about like, here's the goal for you, what's that kind of look like internally for you all in the team to say like, you know, what's the the metric of, of, of success that you're thinking about when it comes to, you know, this particular program? You bet. Um, that, that you would think that there would be 10,000 different answers to this question yeah. and that it would be extraordinarily complicated. And I would have like, you know, teams and rooms filled with data scientists and, and people um, saying, Oh, well you, you hit this number. It's a failure. Uh, you didn't hit this number, it's a failure. You hit this number, it's a success, blah, blah, blah. I think, you know, we're, we're, we're in a really unique position as, as a company and as a brand, as a, a, a platform that believes in gaming um, to just do our best to invest in people. So the metrics of success is, have we generated positive communities for folks? Have we given a significant number of people the opportunity to be successful? We are going to, of course, there's tons of dashboards. We're going to, you know, um, 
teach people about what it takes to be successful on the platform and ways they can measure. Like I want people to monetize. I want people to start, you know, making enough money so they can like have a living streaming games. Like there, there are a bunch of incremental steps and there are probably specific numbers sure that we could throw out. But at the end of the day, like, you know, success was launching the Facebook you know, black gaming creator program and yep. saying we're committing $10 million over two years to make this happen. So like the success in a way has already happened. Now, mm. now for me personally, um, actually uh, scrap it for the team success is making sure we've done our best job to give people the opportunity to be successful. Mm. And, and I'm, and I'm not, I'm not trying to be vague and, and non-specific for a reason. What I'm trying to, I, I'm actually trying to be extraordinarily specific. Sure. And what I mean by that is if we just hire a bunch of people and then, then leave them to like ride or die, that's not the right thing to do <laughs> by this audience and by these people, you know? So, so there, it's, it's going to work great in some cases, there's going to be some others that need a lot of love, but come on, let's, 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 I, I know you appreciate and love real talk. Yeah, the real talk is the real talk on this stuff is that, is that gaming has been a really difficult place for, you know, people of color for a long, long, long time. We're not going to heal that overnight. We're not going to change it overnight. There are creators that we've seen who've been, you know, kicking ass and taking names and producing amazing content, but never had the opportunity to shine. Right. And so, you know, if, if we can provide them an opportunity to do so awesome. Um, it's going to take time. It's going to take time. There are networks and systems and ways that the world just works for others that, you know, we can't build overnight, but we can start and it's the starting that's important. Everyone in the chat literally is giving you hands like clap. <laughs> They're like, that's what I'm talking about. Um, and that's again, again, fantastic to hear. That's, that's the stuff that I think when uh, I'm hearing the, the, the conversations on online, I'm hearing, you know, a lot of the gripes that are the, that have been had in multiple places. And I think, you know, I, this there's been an interesting kind of conversation that that always happens in streaming spaces about you know does the platform care about me mm -hmm. um and i think that that's an important thing to to, to dig into absolutely I, you know because you're spending time there you're spending sweat equity you're spending a lot of stuff in those spaces doing that work in those places and it sounds like just from even that particular part of the conversation that that is a a main uh uh bullet point for you all to kind of like dig into uh, that part of the conversation too, which, which I find to be really, really refreshing in that way as well. Um, that's pretty great. I like that. Cool. Thanks, man. I, I think that like, you know, the, the best job we can do is just to try to, to set a, a, a good example, yeah. you know? Um, and, and again, we're in a very fortunate position. Like I've, I've been at Facebook for five plus years, um, you know, we've, we've been successful in the, in the games business. We have a big, you know, play business. We have a big watch business, blah, 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 blah. But what that all sets us up for is the, is the ability to, you know, really put people at the forefront and believe in the capabilities of people and build for people. Um, and, 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 you know, I would be remiss if I didn't say that, that, that is a luxury that not many people have. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's important to acknowledge that as well, I think. Yeah. One of the other things that I wanted to dig into, and this yeah. is the, the last question before I let you go, which I think is um, time is flying. 
by the way. Sorry, man. I told you I talk a lot. <laughs> no, 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 no. This has been great. Everyone in the chat has been loving the conversation. So, you know, cool. you, I'm sure you've gained a bunch of fans tonight. Um, hey. One of the things that I really appreciate as well from, you know, the content creator space, from the, uh, you know, trying to get in where you fit in space mm. uh, is the fact that from a fundamental standpoint of the, and tell me if I'm wrong, because I don't want to get this wrong. But yep. the folks who wind up uh, kind of getting into the program, those folks will then wind up getting a salary to stream on the platform. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. So with that being the foundation of what the program does, when did that part of the conversation come into play? Because for me, um, you know, we're lucky. I'm, I'm lucky to have a, a, a decent job. I, you know, I've done done okay. Uh, you know, but I think there's a big gap there from a technological standpoint, from a, mm -hmm. uh, a, a, a money standpoint, um, where a lot of streamers, they feel like I can't really do what I want to do because of that financial gap there. I, am I going to buy that piece of equipment or am I going to, you know, do this other thing that I that I've been trying to do? Right, um, right. Well, how important was it to, to think about that, especially because we also know that black and brown folks are disproportionately served when it comes to, you know, the market and disproportionately, disproportionately served right. when it comes to, you know, our finances in comparison to our white counterparts. How important was it to, for that to be a, a main part of this uh, program as well? It, it's, I would, I mean, I appreciate the lead in for sure. And, you know, it's in, in one respect, it's a layup for me to say extraordinarily important, you know, but, but let's unpack that a little bit. Right. So, Yes, it's important that that we provide people an opportunity, you know, to get some compensation for what they do and what they're so passionate about. And just to, to start that ball rolling, um, you know, how how it how well somebody is able to do over time. Right. It's our it's the platform's responsibility to make sure that people can find an audience and make sure that people can can grow that audience and get exposure. It's also our responsibility to build a great bunch of monetization services. So, you know, tipping subscriptions, advertising or whatever. And we monetize really well for our creators. Um, but it's also our responsibility to recognize that, again, when we talk about opportunity, and I think that's been like a major theme of this conversation, is that the opportunity just hasn't been there for a lot of folks, mm. you know, and I, I believe that the reason why it's extraordinarily important is to provide that opportunity and provide that platform. Um, and you know, it's about, th there's a, there's a cool graphic if everybody wants to Google it, that talks about, you know, equality, equity, and inclusion. Mm. Um, and you know, I'm not going to go through the whole, you know, multi hours long PhD analysis of like the <laughs> difference between those three things. But when we have the opportunity to start bringing equity to the table, um, in, in terms of, in this case, compensation for people, it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, again, it's one of those things that when I, um, hear people talk about how excited they are to, even to have had kind of like the opportunity to do it, right. Or to, to, apply yeah. For yeah. Right. That's see part, what happens. Yeah. It's like, you know, I, I'm trying to figure it out. I'm looking to get my voice out there in a bigger way trying to figure out ways to do this work in a, in a, in a broader perspective. Um, again, I, I'm, I'm super happy that we, we had you on the show tonight. I think that the, our community here in, in Chicago, uh, our, our friends here on Twitch, I think a lot of the folks here who have been trying to figure out not only, you know, 
if they if they decide to stay on this platform or, or, or move over to the others or or you know try to you know apply for the next round of of, of creators i think you know as as a, as a 2k fan uh of the madden 2k uh rivalry when there's 2k5 uh, out in the world competition there you go is a good thing. og uh yeah yes, sir. For sure competition is a fantastic thing i think it's um nice to be able to see um a, a program that is thinking specifically about us in that way, uh, putting money where your mouth is from from a Facebook company perspective is is huge. Um, and hearing that you know streamers and content creators will be able to come into that platform and then do that work and then and then be paid for for what they're going to be doing in in a in a way that is guaranteed, which is important, right? You sign that yeah. contract, you're guaranteed that money, which is uh, ex- extremely important. So. Leo, thank you so, so much for coming through and, and hanging out with us today. I have to snag you, bet, you one more time at some point to come on and come Let's on do it. to the show because I'm dying to talk to you about Games for Change as well. Um, yes, huge please. Fan, huge fan of Games for Change um, and, and would love to have you back on the show at some point. No, that would be wonderful. I think this is an amazing opportunity. I'm so appreciative of the work that you do and um, you know, giving giving people a voice is critically important especially in these times and just lifting folks up with some positivity so i love it i can't i i could go on for hours and hours and hours and hours i can't wait to come back we have so much more to talk about um thank you for the the opportunity really exciting and and i i yeah i can't thank you enough everybody in the chat give leo some love make sure you go follow him on twitter and and check out more of the work that they're going to be doing over at facebook gaming and over at games for change that's going to be happening soon this this year i did get my press pass stuff and i got it in yeah yes uh so i'll be bugging all of you on that end as well uh folks we're going to take a quick break uh again massive love and shout out to our folks over at team liquid uh, for hooking us up and for repping Bricago strong this week and for the rest of the month, uh, we're going to be rocking with them with their sponsorship of all the cool stuff that we're doing. We'll be right back after this. Leo, we'll see you in a little bit. Much love. Yeah, man. Peace, Peace out. Love you. Matt to everybody here in the show. Again, shout out to Leo. Leo Olebe was freaking awesome. He was super, super cool. Like, I, I, you know, when you want a guest to come onto the show and just kill it, it is like you have really good vibes that they're going to just do it. And, and Leo just like knocked it out of the box. He, he was super, super dope. Um, it was, it was pretty, pretty fantastic. Uh, for sure. So everybody, thank you so much for, for giving uh, Leo some love in the chat um, and, and, and getting into it in a, in a big way. So we got some cool stuff to talk about again, shout out to the folks over at uh, team liquid for repping us to show and, and supporting the show this week. Um, okay. So let's talk about it. Let's just get directly into the nonsense and the madness of this week. So the conversation around PogChamp has been a big one. Uh, it has been one that has been really interesting in lots of different ways, to be sure. I think um, I have not seen this much beef on the internet in a minute. It's been real wild out here in the, in the streets. So let's go back to the beginning. Let's go back a step. Um, I will frame this conversation with this part of it first. Um, you know, I've all been lobbying to be PogChamp as well. You know, Twitch has been doing this fantastic activation. 
spotlighting people uh, in the space and, and giving them the ability to be PogChamp for a day, um, you know, with uh, Gutex getting kicked out of the spot, out of the spot uh, for doing that work and saying some ratchet stuff in the space. Um, it was interesting to see how quickly they moved and I was happy that they did so uh, to be able to pull that stuff out. I'm going to kind of frame this in a lot of different ways and I'm hoping that it kind of makes sense. I made, I made notes. I have it on my phone um, because there were a lot of different conversations that happened during the week that I, that I had, you know, something like they talked about me on camera. That's funny. Uh, I got to give, I got to give Funhouse some love. Um, there are a lot of parts of this and it's, it's, it's a, it's a nuanced conversation. So I need y'all all to walk with me with this. There's going to be some stuff in here. That's probably not going to go over. Well, there's going to be some stuff in here that people are going to be like, what the hell are you talking about? Kai? Um, totally fine. All of it is reasonable. Um, we know what happened to, to Bard. I think critical Bard stuff was, was rough. It was, it was hard to see him go through all the things that he went through, uh, during his time on the, uh, uh, while, while being PogChamp for that day. I got to pull up a thing just because I know I need to, to see it as well. Um, there were multiple conversations happening at the same time around the, you know, the the hatred and vitriol that he saw during that moment. Um, I kind of picked up on stuff when I was looking on Twitter and kind of following the conversation in some of those things. And I think it was really interesting to just see how everybody was kind of like all over the place with a lot of stuff. I think that there is a, a knee jerk reaction always right now at this point with Twitch where the community will automatically think the worst every time. And I think that's a little unfair. Um, again, this is a show where we talk about and do things from a nuanced perspective. So if you can't rock with that, like now's the time to peace out. Um, and it was interesting to see a lot of it because I will be PogChamp at some point soon. Um, I put my name in the hat. Folks from Twitch reached out. They said, hey, you know, we love your work. We would love to do this with you as well. You know, shout out to Unruly, who's a, who's another fam, uh, you know, from who, who got to be the first PogChamp, the new, new PogChamp. At some point this month, I will be PogChamp as well. Uh, my face will be up there somewhere. You, it, 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 the cool thing is it's not the actual emote that we have in our streams. It's a different one. Uh, so it'll be cool to showcase that and just have that out in the world. And it'll be fun to show it again. I wanted to do this because I thought it was going to be fun. Um, and it's still probably going to be fun. Oh, thank you, Mary Kish. I see you in the chat. Mad love to you, Mary Kish. Um, so at some point I will be in that space. I will do it. It's already in it. It's already there. Uh, I've, I was looking forward to it. Uh, I was excited for it, uh, when I did it. Um, and there's a process. So you go through that process, you put in your name, they say, yo, we want to do this with you. And then you sign off on a, on a, on a, on a, basically a form. That's like, we can use this thing, uh, for, for, for this activation. Right. So there was a conversation that happened and I'm going to, I'm going to see if I can find it. Uh, because the, the phrasing of it rubbed me wrong because it didn't necessarily reflect my personal experience, right? And, and again, this is not to um, dismiss or to uh, diminish anything that happened to Bard. Bard's experience was very, very different. I am sure, because I've already seen some of it already while being online, uh, with just me even putting my face up, 
people being like, yo, that's not Pog. Yo, that's not Pog. They'd be like, yo, that's not Pog. That's not, that's not, your face doesn't look good enough to be doing that joint. You look fat. Yo, what's up with your face? I don't understand what the deal be with all that kind of stuff. And I was like, well, Pog can be anything you want it to be. It's just a reflection of a feeling or an emotion. So why are we even doing that whole part of the deal? Why is that even a part of the conversation? But there's a lot of it that was in that space. Um, and this is one of the first things that that kind of came to um, my mind when I when I heard the initial thing that kind of like made me want to talk about this was, and I'm not going to say the name, I'm just going to, I'm going to share the tweet. It says, hey Twitch, this is real cool and all, but are you going to do anything about the racist fuck shit uh, that, that, that Bard has to deal with because of this, or is that not a part of your plan? Um, because that's, uh, because what your exposure here does is, is exposes Bard to the mount, uh, to the mounts of racist trash that you refuse to take out. So here's, here's the, here's the, the reason why I framed things the way I did is because there's this idea and this feeling that yes, we are on Twitch's platform. There is a space here for them to do a lot of the work to keep all of their streamers safe. That is a reasonable ask from the community. It is a reasonable ask from the, uh, the, the black community, especially because we get a lot of weird shit all the time, all the time. So that is a reasonable ask for us to feel like when we come on the platform, we have a good place to be able to do it. Um, that part is reasonable. I think that the, the instant jump to kind of blame the platform for when things happen that are not necessarily under their control. Like, yes, on platform stuff, I think is reasonable. I think it's super important. I think that there is a space there, uh, especially that's like, there are some rules that have been in place. That's kind of helpful to be able to do some of that work. You, me, everybody else in their mama understands that some of those things are insufficient and that they're still trying to figure out good ways to be able to do that work in a broader, more precise, more timely way. But you never hear that part of the conversation when we're online because everybody's likes to, everyone likes to use shotguns as opposed to sniper rifles again. Right. So there's a part of that conversation I feel was a little bit unfair and a little bit unnecessary in the space. Again, we see and we know just how much shit we go through on any streaming space. I know especially that as a black person who is more vocal and more um, public facing than, excuse me, than, than some others, I know going into this activation that the day of there's going to be some ratchet shit. I knew this. Everyone else who has kind of said this and has gone through the process of, you know, being in the space has also said, we kind of understood that this was going to be a part of the problem. Um, and we hoped that Twitch was going to be able to do some work in there. So, um, again, super reasonable. And I think they need to, the space is there for them to, to be able to continue to do the work they're doing to kind of build that stuff out. We know that January 22nd, uh, there's going to be some more stuff uh, coming into the space to be able to kind of help do some of that work. And again, we'll be able to have that conversation again about like, is it doing what it needs to do? Uh, it doesn't feel like it's serving us in that way in a, in a, in a good way. Um, there was another thing that kind of, that, 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 that came up that I thought was really interesting. Um, the, uh, another person shared, he said, showcasing and highlighting diverse creators on Twitch should have, should have always been a thing. Not only when certain holidays come around, 
uh, Pride Month, you know, Black History Month, and now with the PogChamp a Day thing. A creator is, is put as a target for the toxic side of Twitch when it should be a celebration. So, this is the part that's weird. So, again, I'm a person who believes that the folks who are doing the work, some folks I know personally, some folks are friends, some folks are, you know, people who I've had conversations with, we've done activations with and stuff before. I, I, I don't think that there is a instant, I don't think that there is a actual like malicious part of this part of the conversation from the folks over at Twitch. That's like, we are going to leave our black creators out, out to dry. We're not like, I don't think that that's a thing, but if you listen to the internet, you would swear that that was a thing. I just don't believe that that's the case. Yes. There are things that don't work out well for us on this space. There are things that the, the, the platform and the folks who run the platform and, and can do that work can absolutely do better. I think that that is a reasonable, again, ask for from the community to, to, to say, continue to please do that and then fix it. And then while you also have the chance to kind of see stuff, you know, off platform, you know, people who are talking a whole bunch of stuff on Twitter who have, you know, Twitch, uh, their Twitch channel in their bios, like snatch those cats up, get them out of here. Right. Per the root, per, per the rules and per the, the bullying rules and per all that kind of stuff, snatch them up and get them out of here. I would love to see more of that. That's a, that's a real thing. Um, so I, I hit up a couple of friends of mine that I have from Twitch in the back end, And I was like, look, um, I'm going to be doing this work and, 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 and helping to, you know, I, I put my name in the hat. I, I know what I'm getting myself into, you know, what's kind of the, some of the stuff that, that we'll be able to do that's, that's better. And, and we had a great conversation about just like, here's some things that I'm suggesting. One was again, like, uh, if I'm streaming that day, which I probably will be the day that I'm going up, uh, you know, soon, whenever that may be, you know, once I, once I find out what that day is again, I'll go to those folks and say, Hey, can you please give me some more help from chat? Can you like, it's a reasonable ask to say like in the same way you do in a front, in a front page activation, it's like, Hey, if you have some folks from, from Twitch chat on um, Twitch staff that you can give me for the time that I'm going to be on front page or whenever I'm going to do my stream, that would be amazingly helpful. I think that's a reasonable ask of the space uh, of the platform to be able to do that work in that way. Um, I also think the idea that like, Twitch is really kind of only putting up folks during one part of the year or during like certain parts of the year. Like we did see years ago is a little bit over the top too, right? Like I can't front 2020 was an interesting space, right? 2020 was really interesting. Of course, because we had all this stuff with George Floyd. We had all the kind of come to Jesus moment from the, from the community. We had the industry kind of try to, you know, rectify some of the lack of exposure that we had in the space by giving us some spaces to kind of rock in some of us, not all of us, of course, that's the way it winds up working. And we also knew that that was going to dissipate really quickly during the, during the next couple of months after that reasonable, but I can't front in comparison to other previous years in terms of stuff that I've seen happen on the platform. I've seen, uh, folks like JD run, uh, story Mo Bay, cup of noodle, uh, the, the NFL activation that I was a part of like, and there have been other technique had a really great run with some other stuff on shows that were like Twitch shows that they were hosted by black folk. Right. 
So, so some of this is all to say that yes, there are some reasonable ass gripes from the community. There's lots of stuff here that we should be talking about. We have to definitely still continue to hold feet to the fire, but we also still have to give grace to the folks who are doing the work because it's difficult. It's not easy. Um, and we also have to continuously give that feedback with the hope that it's going to, to do what it needs to do. And I know somebody in the chat now or somebody at home who's listening to that is like, yo, Kyle, we did that shit like 7,000 times already. Look, here's the wildest, here's the wild thing. Twitch is never going to be able to fight racism in the way that we want it to. It's not going to happen, right? We have to come to that come to Jesus moment and be like, yo, for as much stuff that they can throw at the problem, racism online is not going away. That is not a thing that I, that I want to say out loud, but it is a realization that I have to so that I can survive in the space and continue to do the work that I do. Because if I don't, I might as well pack up my shit and leave and dip out. Right? Because there's nothing else that I'll be able to do. If I'm, if I am uh, uh, immobilized by the idea that the racism that I see in whatever form it may be and, and whatever numbers it may be, it's a sad thing to say and it sucks. But like, that is weirdly and fucked up the burden that we have as black folks in every space. Now, what do we do with that knowledge is a different story, right? What do we do with that energy knowing that it's always going to be here for as long as I'm probably going to be alive is then the conversation that we need to have in a, in a bigger and better way. So there's that part of that conversation. There's a secondary part of that conversation that goes with the idea. And this is the part that actually is kind of shitty, right? Is the, the burden of the marginalized person in any online space, especially if you're talking about DNI, if you're talking about things being better, if you're talking about wanting to make spaces more equitable and safe for people, <clears throat> is that you're always balancing success and progress with your peace of mind. You're always doing that. It's never a space where you're not doing that, especially when you're making content, especially in a world that is run by white supremacy, especially in a place that is, you know, has lots of bad actors who is like whack-a-bowl. You can knock down one and there's like 17 more around you. Right. I think about that all the time. I am trading with me being a part of this activation, whenever it may be, I am trading visibility and success for peace of mind. I understand that going in. Now, what do I do with that energy is up to me. Right. But I, but, it, but it is a weird energy sometimes to me where people are just like, well, you know, why didn't the platform do this? And why didn't this other stuff happen? And I'm just like, well, like, we have to try to figure out ways to mitigate what we can help the platform do what it needs to do so they can get us into, into spaces that feel a little bit safer, but we also can't just expect them to do all the work. And then when they do some stuff that actually is reasonable, like we don't, we just don't give them anything to be like, that was a good job. That's not the way, that's not the way feedback works in a, in a good feedback cycle. It just doesn't work in that way, in that, in that, in that way, which I think is not great. Um, 
what was the other stuff I wrote down here? Um, the other part of that conversation that I wanted to poke at was like, yes, there's a conversation about like, why are black streamers kind of, kind of being, you know, thrown out to the wolves in that part of the conversation. The other part that I thought was really interesting was like, what would have happened if they just didn't feature us in that stuff? I don't think it would have happened that way. There's no reason to think that it ever would. Cause I would just be like, like Twitch suicide is basically like, oh, we're just not going to do that. Right. But like, if we continue to try to make it seem like there are not opportunities there for us and that they are kind of using us to, 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 to gain certain things in some of those spaces, um, that's a little bit disingenuous. And also the, uh, the other version of that, even if they said they wanted to do it to shield us from some of the vitriol and some of that stuff, pulling us off the platform to not give us what we need and the exposure that we need is just, is, is even worse if we think about it in those terms. Again, it's not a thing that they would do, but like we have the opportunity, no matter what, even if we are still getting all this shitty stuff thrown at us to show our dopeness, to show how fantastic we are, to continue to be all those things that we, that we have always been in, in, in repping that culture in, in those beautiful ways, right? We get to do that in all those spaces, all those people who are ratchet and terrible to, to Bard and all those people who are going to be ratchet and terrible to me at some point, I can't let those things like stop me from doing the work that I need to do. But I also have that understanding of like, I am trading, I am trading peace of mind for success. Yes. Our white counterparts don't have to do that. It is a sad thing that we have that double standard, but it's a thing that I think every black professional, every person who is trying to grow what they are trying to do in a public space has to kind of come to Jesus on in that space. Let me look at the chat super quick and just see what folks are saying. Uh, sure, Twitch has had reason to spawn for ages and they are constantly miles and years and a little too late. Sure, there's a little bit of, the, of too little too late. I think that there's always going to be a version of too little too late. I think that that's, that's also reasonable as well. Um, I do think that I have seen some some reasonable things happen in that space. Uh, and, and I think that there is always going to be a a never good enough version of that coming from the community. I think that that's also a part of that conversation as well. Um, Truth Teller says like, well, we should give Twitter credit for finding clamping down on Trump after four years, simply because it was the right thing to do. I think there's a difference, right? Like those things are a little bit, um, and I'm with you on that. Truth Teller. Like, I think there is the, like, you know, uh, you did this, because it was like time to do it as opposed to when it should have been done. There's a part of that conversation I think is, is super real there. I think the difference here with this particular activation, and you saw this from um, uh, a deer who was uh, one of the most recent pod champs um, and, 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 and them talking about, you know, Twitch kind of stepping up and figuring out ways to kind of help do that stuff. Um, on the back end after seeing how much stuff Bard got. Yes, you can argue it was too late. You can argue that it wasn't something that was thought of enough before the process happened initially. But it's like, what what, what are you going to do with that energy? Is that energy as useful as it needs to be because it doesn't really do anything? I don't think it does anything, personally. I think it's it's great to be able to share that out loud. Um, I think being loud and proud about the things that they mess up, I think is reasonable. 
But I think sometimes that energy just is, is in a weird spot because it doesn't do exactly what we hoped that it would do. Um, Denny says, I think that there are things Twitch definitely deserves credit for and some of the things that they've been doing. The black hosting workshop is great. That being said, the transparency levels are still a problem. They publicly announced the safety advisory council and they have, uh, we have had many issues now that end up being addressed in a tweet. Sure. I, I would, I would fully agree. I would fully agree with the, like the messaging is, is feels always like it's on the back foot. Uh, the back foot messaging is always difficult to kind of figure out. Uh, and, and that never really lands well with the community. Um, again, I think that there, there's a level of self care that has to go into some of this stuff as, as well, because we also, we often see people do a thing, have a bad experience, knowing that that experience is going to be bad and then get mad at the platform for doing that thing, which I think is weird. That's honest. I just think that that's a weird thing. Like I would much rather people um, take a step back and be like, well, either again, or again, like deal with the deal with that consequence of being like, I know this is going to be bad. I know I'm also going to get something from it and then balance that out in real time before trying to make it seem like nothing, like nothing, like nothing positive is going to come from any of the stuff after the fact. Uh, Chutella says, uh, I think so many companies are finally taking these stances now. Uh, because it was confirmed recently that Democrats will be overseeing the committees that oversee them instead of Republicans. Uh, there's, there's, some, there's some stuff in there that, that could be in there as well. Twitter removed Trump literally the day the same day it was confirmed Democrats would, would take the Senate. Yeah, I mean, there's, uh, I think that there's a lot of movement that we see politically that's happening now because we know Trump isn't going to be in the space anymore. Um, I think that's absolutely true as well. Um, I had a couple more points that I wanted to dig into, and I, and I thank you all for, for, for letting me kind of fuster it. Um, let me just read this really quick. Uh... Oh, um, let me see. What did I write? I said, we have to broaden out the conversation of what we believe Twitch should be taking controls of in terms of moderation and what the stream is responsible for. If you say something engaged in racist or bad behavior on Twitter, there should be a way to level it up to Twitch support in a good way. Uh, but we can't expect the platform to be on the hook for all of it. Yeah, I think that that's the thing you know, people shout out Twitch support often to be like, yo, this is a bad thing that's happening. I want Twitch to, to be more uh, forceful in that way. Uh, because I think that that is a, a reasonable thing. Um, uh, uh, what was the other thing I had to say? There was one other thing that I thought about that, that, that either ran away from me or whatever. I think it's, I think it dipped out. The other part of this that I think is is interesting and and, and I want to broach it and and um, this I don't know it, it, it I think a lot again about that conversation around us trying to figure out good ways to be a part of stuff knowing that we're gonna wind up getting smacked a bunch um and it also makes me think about what that means for us as folks on any platform right where the if the negatives wind up out you know if the negatives outweighing the the positives on it what's the thing that keeps us from doing that what's the thing that keeps us on those platforms in 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 larger ways i am at a certain point where i'm just like if you feel like the the platform isn't treating you well or if we, if the the constant refrain is that Twitch doesn't care about black folks, Michael Meyer, you know, uh, you know Kanye and in, in, in his moment, his George Bush moment, 
Twitch doesn't care about black people, right? If we get into that conversation, um, then like, why are we still here on the platform if that's the case? Like, yes, there's a space where we are, again, this gives us because we've been here for a long period of time doing that work. But like, if a thing is treating you that badly for that long, you don't really feel like it's doing what it needs to do to make it better for you. Why stay there? Why continue to give them your money, your time and your effort? For a thing that is a thing that you that people are like, well, I I hate the way I get treated when I do a thing. It winds up being more 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 problem than it's worth. I think that there's a conversation. I that's my point. Somebody said Panthera Pan, uh, Panthera said, "What other platform is there?" I say dip out. Like if that's the case, if the, if it's that bad, and if it's that terrible, and you don't feel like there are all the things you need to feel safe. I'm not even talking about opportunities that's like to make money or to grow or to do any of that stuff. I'm talking about from a safety perspective. Most people don't go to a place they don't feel safe and return to it often to be like, I'm just going to go back to the place that fucked me up. Like Twitch is a beautiful thing. I love Twitch. I love the fact that this is a platform that I can do this work with. I can do all these kinds of things in all those kinds of spaces, but it's like, if it's that, if it's gotten to that point where you feel like it's not a thing that is tenable and you don't see a forecast for things to get better and you don't see a space where you can feel safe so that your mental state, your, and your, and your energy and your feelings and all those things are always put out of whack and you have to worry about it and you have to stress about it and you have to think about it in, in ways that are not going to be beneficial to you, then I want people to kind of sit with that for a moment. I'm not telling people to leave the platform. I want, I want black folks to be on, on Twitch, on Twitch. It's the biggest platform that we have right now. I think there are spaces that we can, we can, we can do really dope shit here. I want to help Twitch do dope shit with, with us. I want to do dope shit with y'all as black folks here on this platform. But I, it, do, it does make me wonder, like, why that is such a thing. Because I know for me personally, I'd be like, well, I, I, it's not worth it. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that to myself. I don't want, I don't want that energy to be in, 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 in the space for me in that way. Um, so that's the thing I would, I would ask people to think about. Um, is it worth you putting all that time, effort, and energy if you think about the perspective part of that, like, yes, community is fantastic. Community is great. We have all built communities here. We all build relationships here. We all build friendships here. It's a place of respite to a certain extent for entertainment. But if it's really that terrible and it's really that bad where it's like, I'm getting my ass beat all the time by all these racist people on this space, which we, which are not going away. Then to me, it's kind of either getting where you fit in and try to make the best of it and try to figure out ways you can push through it. Or you should just dip. And not because I'm saying that people are cowards or any of that. That's not the, that's not the message I'm trying to put out here. That is not it. This is a self-care message. This is a message of self-care. It's like, if you feel like it's not doing what it needs to do for you, then maybe it's not worth it. And that's good. That's okay. That's totally fine. I think that's an old thing, old thing, uh, an okay thing to say. Uh, let me just read a couple of uh, things from chat real quick. Twitch is doing a lot of learning 
But I think they, they so are so are we as creators. But there is still so much to be done. Shout out, yeah, like Ray, I, yeah. There's a lot of stuff that is happening in and on Twitch. I still I still understand that Twitch is a fairly young company that's run like a startup. It is a startup for the most part. Startups always have issues when it comes to this kind of stuff, and no one has gotten it right yet. Many people have not gotten it right yet. Uh, True Teller says, "I mean, that's like the why do you use an iPhone on the capitalism? Why criticizing capitalism?" Um, yes and no. I think that there is a, that's a different argument only because that is a, like, um, it, are, it, it, is there equitable ways to, to spend your money when all money is dirty? I think that's different than being like, why, why pay the person to beat your ass? Why, why, why go hang out with the person who's, who's fucking you up? Not, not, not like a, you know, relationship abuse thing. Because again, like this is a platform where you choose to be on. There's a platform where you choose to boot up your machine and do that work on. And if you feel like it's a thing that doesn't benefit you in the ways that you feel like it should, there should be a conversation within your own mind and in the community to be like, this is a place that is untenable for you. And if you feel like that's the case, then like, what are you doing for self-care in that respect? That's my point there. Um, sometimes a person can't see a different reality. They don't know what, what things can be better. That's that's one thing, Snow, Snow Fox. Uh, we still have to try to get by an existing world that's hostile to us. I also live in America, which is historically specific. Absolutely. I wake up with that every day and I'm with you on that. America hates me and I fight tooth and nail to do what I need to do to make sure that I'm okay. And that means that I remove myself from certain things that I find are even more dangerous than just America itself or more detrimental to me than America itself. I do that work all the time. I think there's a reasonable space in there uh, to have that conversation. Uh, Denny says, I think you have to keep in mind there's a difference between a black partner with a community uh, and support system who are getting these activations and direct company support to deal with harassment and someone trying to start out. The platform should encourage that natural growth. They just can't have systems in place that need to help the established. Yeah, I mean, that's a part of it too. Like, um, and, and that's a great point, Denny. I think... Uh, most platforms that do this kind of work, excuse me, where you're building up newbies while you have established folks who are kind of in the space, there's always going to be a huge discrepancy in resources that go to those folks. The onboarding has gotten better for most Twitch folks in that space. But I also think that, again, you're fighting a you're fighting a visibility issue that is based a lot around numbers. And I think to a certain extent, like, and this is the thing that I, that I, that I want to do. And this is the thing that I've been trying to figure out a way to do. A couple of years ago, there was a, um, an event that happened on Twitch. That was the, um, it was like a get out the vote campaign. It was trying to get people registered. Um, um, and it was fantastic. It was like at HQ, uh, had a whole bunch of folks kind of doing roundtable sessions and talking about why it was important to vote and do all that kind of stuff. I want to have a black summit at Twitch HQ. We can't do it because of COVID, but I want to figure out a way for us to be able to air not only these grievances here that we're talking about during this particular show and talk about with other black folks, other black streamers of varying degrees and various sizes of community and have that black um, summit be on Twitch front page in the carousel, loud and proud 
for two hours, two and a half hours, whatever. Because the reason I, and the reason I say that, because it goes back to your point, Danny, about the like, how do you bridge that gap of visibility and, 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 and building out good ways you are able to show people what you need to do. The summit that they had that, that was kind of the, the black hosting workshop. I want that to be public. I want those events to be out in front because what it does is it then lets you have those conversations in a way that the community has to deal with in a way that makes them uncomfortable, but they still have to deal with it or they have to tune out. But for the people who are actually involved in the community and, and want to actually make it better and talk about that stuff, there's a bunch of things you can do. Again, you can have the summit where you talk about all the things that are, need to be fixed and need to be worked on and all those kinds of things. But it also gives you a place to talk about our greatness in the space, which again is a thing that is important. You need to balance those things out because right now it's a lot of like fussing, 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 complaining. And we get our time to shine, you know, here and there about some of that stuff on our own platforms. And then when Twitch gives us permissions to do no, no permissions, but opportunities to kind of do that stuff in tandem with them. But this would be a thing that one, we'd be able to do for us that gives us a space to do that work. Two, it gives a blueprint for other marginalized groups and other marginalized communities to be able to do that work off that blueprint, flip it and do it the way they need to do it, but have a foundation of what the conversation will look like and what the conversation will entail. And then also it again gives us more layers of feedback that we can give up to the staff of Twitch. We can give up to the platform to kind of help move things in a better direction. Um, while also, again, giving more visibility to uh, the, the conversation in that way. Uh, you gave that in a feedback session. It should it should be a celebration, not just feedback sessions. Yeah, I think there's a way to do both. So we're on the same page in that way. Um, the last, well, let me see what else is, what else is in the space right now uh, to talk about real quick. Um, so that's everything about the PogChamp stuff. Um, for now, um, again, like we're going to, we're going to figure that part out. Oops. That's not it. What I wanted to show, uh, we're going to figure all that stuff out. Um, it's going to be cool to be able to, to, to have those conversations in a, in a, in a bigger context way. Um, uh, again, my thoughts about the PogChamp stuff are a little bit all over the place because I, I kind of started this conversation from a place of frustration at both the shit that we have to go through and then also some of the community reactions to some of the stuff. Um, and I hope that some of that made sense and I hope that it kind of levels itself. I hope it winds up evening itself out in terms of the conversation, um, in that way. Um, but like, please let me know, you know, what you thought. Tell me if I was full of shit. Tell me if I nailed some of that stuff. Let me know how the conversation goes in your head. Um, but, well, before we get up out of here, I have one more piece of, of stuff to talk about. I think it was really interesting to see um, the Indiana Jones trailer that happened this week. Um, that was pretty wild uh, to see that be a thing in the space. Um, I was not expecting this to become a thing, uh, but it absolutely did. Uh, Indiana trailer from Bethesda wind up becoming a game that we were starting to talk about in a bigger way. Uh, pretty nuts that that was uh, something that wound up being shared uh, a couple of days ago or probably yesterday in that way. Uh, wild that that has become a game 
that I would that I was like, what? How is that a thing? What are we talking about right now? That that is a thing where Indiana Jones is now a game that we're going to be able to play from Bethesda. Why is that not showing? Anyway, I fixed it. But um, uh, it's 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 I'm excited for them to be able to get this game out into the world. I am also really excited to see if Xbox makes that a an exclusive title. I think if they make that an exclusive title, that's going to be wild. I think that is going to be one of the dopest things I have seen in a long time because Xbox needs a win. <laughs> Xbox needs a win real hard in terms of lots of different stuff in terms of their games right now. Um, I think... Again, I'm excited to see what Bethesda is going to wind up doing here. It is not something that I would have expected them to necessarily tap into. Them getting into the IP is going to be nuts. Uh, also, please, baby Jesus, can you please get a new engine? Maybe we'll start get to get a new glimpse at what a new engine can look like from the Bethesda team. Uh, I think that there's lots of different lots of different ways to uh, be able to. Uh, dig into that in a bigger way. Uh, and I hope that that is like the start of the conversation about like where, um, where and what we'll see from them kind of going forward now that they're kind of under the Microsoft umbrella. Um, again, and, and Denny also talked about the star Wars announcement that came out today, uh, for about massive, uh, the folks who make the division, uh, being a part of Ubisoft and massive making, making a star Wars game wild, that that's going to be a thing. Uh, Ryan Mystery says, uh, do you think Indy will be third person or first? I think it'll probably be first person. It'll actually, uh, it'll probably, uh, it may be third person. I think it may be third person. Um, cause it kind of makes sense. Cause you need to see the whip go out like that. The whip, the whip animation stuff is going to, what's going to make that game pretty interesting to see what it's going to wind up being. So I think, you know, I'm going to bet on third person. We'll see what it means. Uh, if they, if they nail it in that way, but wild day today you know nba trades Harden getting traded to, to brooklyn uh you know oladipo going to houston you know president got impeached again uh, <laughs> i said that out loud again he got impeached twice uh and you know all the pod champ stuff is happening in all those places too so again it's been a wild couple of days here on twitch it's been a wild couple of days on the internet it's been a wild couple of days in all the places um but I, but I thank you all for, for one, letting me kind of run through that stream of consciousness. And again, like if, if, I, if it doesn't land well, please let me know. Uh, always here for feedback. Again, make sure you're checking out um, our shows on all the platforms. Usually the shows go live here on Twitch on Wednesdays and then go out live on Friday uh, onto all the feeds. And then I'm trying to get all of our video versions of the show up before uh, Tuesday of next week. But sometimes it's been a it's been a struggle bus uh, trying to get some of that stuff together. But if you're here on the live show, uh, stick around. We're going to do a little bit of conversation towards the end. I'll give people some love uh, who follow the channel, who subbed. Uh, and we'll, we'll continue a little bit of this PogChamp conversation because I think there, there's some good, good uh, things in the chat that I didn't get a chance to address uh, there. If you're listening to the audio version, again, make sure you're subscribing. Please leave a five-star review if you're on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you're hooking us up and giving us love over there. Uh, massive love, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> I had so much love in my throat. Uh, 
Uh, massive love to everyone over at Fanbyte. Again, check out the shows over on Fanbyte too. There's some fantastic podcasts that are that are over on that side. That's where we reside over at Fanbyte. Uh, so thank you again for all that. And again, before we leave up out of here for this episode, uh, massive love to our friends over at Team Liquid for sponsoring the show. I've been rocking with y'all heavy. This joint makes me look like I have pectoral muscles. So it's great. So I'm gonna go upstairs. And, and tease my wife and be like, look how sexy I look in this shirt. And she's going to be like, I don't care what you look like in that shirt. And I'll be like, I'm going to cry. I'm going to be like, wah, 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 wah. anyway, wash your hands, wash your butts. Make sure you are paying attention to all the things you need to make sure you're knocking out of the park. Make sure you're paying attention and getting your stuff in there again. Massive shout out again to all the wonderful folks who have been in the program that I've been doing over at, at um, uh, uh, over at Intel, my job. Uh, lots of dope uh, uh, folks are, are coming through that program. Uh, Control Alt Quinn was in the chat a little while ago. Uh, shout out to her and her wonderful work uh, that she's been doing as well. So uh, we're going to get up out of here for this week's show. Thank you again for hanging out. This has been the Swallow Me Podcast. I'm your host, Khalif Adams. Uh, we'll be right back with the post show. One second.